Knox Game Design. January 2021. Animation in Blender. Welcome everyone to Knox Game Design for January 2021. So this month we're going to be talking about animation in blenders and specifically uh, doing animations for games and different game development environment. So let's go ahead and get started here. So first of all, when you're going to be doing an animation in Blender, um, you'll want a model. So I went ahead and created this simple little, it kind of looks like a Lego guy uh, model. So I got that loaded up in Blender. This is, we'll be using Blender version 2.82. So you can see we just started out with like a half guy. And I forgot to mention about a year ago, I did an entire talk on uh how to uh model something in blender so yeah go go look at uh january 2020 uh if you want an example of how to do modeling but yeah we'll we'll just start out with this little guy i, I made him from a cube actually if you uh do that view the front view you can see the guy that i used as a model but yeah I just extruded the arms out and down and everything and see if we open up the next iteration of this guy you can see i added a mirror modifier so you get both sides of them right there um so in the next step this is where we actually texture map the guy so i just basically uh, selected all the front faces and the side and everything and then i did an export to a texture layout then i Drug that into GIMP and then uh, filled in the color and everything and gave him a little face there and everything. But anyway, yeah, that's just a little bit of how to create a model in Blender. Like I said, go view my older uh, video. or there, I'm sure there's lots of other tutorials out there on how to create just a simple model. Yeah, you want this guy to be in a T-pose. T-pose is basically just with his arms out and his legs slightly apart. That makes it a little bit easier to rig this guy, to add the bones and everything. Um, one important thing is to rename the cube mesh in Blender, and that'll be like right here in the upper right-hand corner. And I just called this mesh player, but that'll be important when you pull this guy into a game development environment like Unity or Unreal, then you'll, you'll know what you're actually dealing with right there. But yeah, oh, let me go back and I'll say I've been using Blender for a long time now. Uh, I actually did a talk in, looks like it's 2013 here, at Codestock. And these slides are on, on my website. Um, but yeah, I did a talk at Codestock in July 2013 uh, on Blender. And this was specifically Blender for XNA, how to create a simple uh, model. And a lot of this is still applicable. Now, there was a big jump from like Blender 2.7 to 2.8. 2.8 was like a, a whole new iteration of Blender, so they changed a lot of things. But this is still a lot of helpful information on how to like uh, basically model things. And uh, some, of the, some of the keyboard shortcuts have changed just a little bit, but most of it's the same. So this is where I talk about weight painting for the armature, and I'll get into a little bit of that here in a minute as well. Uh, and animation, walk cycles, uh, how to render a body, and texture mapping. And this is actually how to bring it into XNA, which I won't be talking about XNA today. Uh, I should be looking a little bit into Unity, 
uh, Gudo and Unreal. I'm going to try to do all three of those. Um, but yeah, I started out back in, I think it was around 2003. I think that might have been when I started using Blender. So I made this little robot battle game right here. Never did completely finish this, but <coughs> a game where you have two robots and a little arena, and it's supposed to be the story of the other robot. Uh, you can see here an actual Blender version I use. It says Blender.org 262, so that might have been version 2.6. It also has a VE3. That might be Vertices right there. Yeah, Vertices and Faces. But you can see this was a really old version of, of Blender here. So I've been doing it for quite a while, and that's the only way I can really tell people how to get good with blenders just like use it it just takes a long time to to get into it but i do have the code for this robot battle you can see the actual little robot that i rendered in blender right here i don't know if it's possible yeah get it so it's a very simple model right there that i made for this game but you can go out here and click on my site and uh get all the code i think this was just in plain c and there was, I actually used this Python script to get all the uh, triangles and everything. But yeah, you can see this. Go oh, yeah, 2003 Levi D. Smith right there. Uh, but yeah, I used OpenGL and C to do this robot battle game. You can see here all the mallocs and all that good stuff. So it really wasn't a full functional game or anything, but. It looks like I took that Blender model and just like exported all the GL commands to draw all the faces and and had all the uh, Rotex data and everything. So it generated that script generated all that from Blender. But anyway, back to current day. So I'm talk a little bit about how to make an armature. Uh, so it's pretty simple. Just go up to the add in the menu right here and there'll be an option for armature and then you select the bone and you want to display that in front so you'll be able to use it and everything then you select the bone and hit the tab button to go into edit mode and then then you can start extruding these uh, bones out and everything so uh, let's see here what do I have here let's go back to modeling see if I already have this guy rigged and everything wherever okay so this is the point where he just had has one bone so we can go ahead and actually delete that so let's delete that go to add and armature and yeah just puts it right there and do a z to bring up whether you want to see it the material preview or solid so the first thing you want to do is click that new armature bone and go to I think it's the little pose guy yeah then you click in front right here so that brings that bone to the front and actually if you go to material preview and see that bone sticking out right there something's really obvious if you don't have the in front selected then it's kind of hard to see right there so yeah like I said on the slide just press um, tab click the top vertex do a GZ pull it up Click the bottom one, do a GZ, pull it up to about right here. So here's the next trick. And so just to go back, I, I learned this method for doing armatures years ago. So the first time that I did 
a Blender model in Unity was in 2013. So, so I learned like uh, Unity right before Ludum Dare 26, was, which was in 2013. Um, April 2013. So I've been using this method for a very long time. Uh, I guess seven years, seven, eight years now almost. So I think there's probably better methods for... Uh, rigging and pulling things into unity but i'm going to use the method that i know that i've been using for uh all these years so uh, i'm just going to do a very simple skeleton or armature for this guy or rig um, this works really well for like simple models and where or if you have a game with a bunch of little characters and you're not really worried about the hands and the fingers and all that uh this is a 10 i believe a 10 bone armature right here but the important thing is see here so you want to click on options it's all the way up here in the upper right hand corner and it'll say x-axis mirror and this is only going to work if you have your guy facing forward so make sure you got your guy facing forward i believe that's in the positive y direction right here Let's see here g y one no, it's the negative. You gotta have them facing the negative Y. So the Y axis is coming out into the screen. So just make sure the guy's facing out toward the screen, not away from you. So yeah, make sure you have X, X axis mirror selected. That's when you have uh, that bone selected right there. And in edit mode, X axis mirror. So what you wanna do here is with the top vertex of that bone selected, you're gonna do a shift E and then pull that out toward his arm. So you should get two bones popping out at the same time. Um, if you don't have two bones popping out at the same time, make sure you press shift, hold shift and press E. And also the x-axis mirror is selected. So with those two still selected, do a shift E again, and then pull those out to his hands right there. So you want to go back and select that middle vertex in the body of the bone. Press E. Then press Z to make sure this is centered right here. Pull that up into his head. That'll be the head bone. Then down here, click the bottom uh, point of the body bone. And then do a shifty again. And then just drag them out two legs right there. And then do a shifty again. And Z. And then pull down his two. Like, I just call that the feet right there. It's kind of like the bottom portion of the leg below the kneecap. So now you have a, uh, a skeleton for this guy, which should work pretty well for a simple model like this one. One thing that's very important, which I think I mentioned on the next slide. So here's what I talk about enabling the x-axis mirror, the shift E to extrude, um, and how to make the head. Yeah, so that's basically what I just talked about right there to make the skeleton, pretty simple. One important thing you need to do is rename the bones. And why this is important is because when you start working with the mesh, uh, it'll use the same name as these bones. And if you don't, if it's just bone L002 or bone L003, you're not going to know what that means. So what you want to do is go through each of these bones, like for the middle one, just double click it right there. I can't remember. Yeah, you can do F2 as well. You just want to call this uh, body right there. 
and I actually can go into edit mode and click on it that should highlight which bone you're renaming so like here that's the right arm so I'm just gonna call this arm underscore R then expand that one out I'm just gonna call this hand underscore R. it's very important to leave either the R or the L at the end of these bone names um, because there's a trick that I'm going to do in animation that requires uh, that L and R at the end. So here's the arm L and the arm and the hand L. And then we want to do this. This one is the head. And then you got the two legs. So this is leg underscore L. I'm just going to call the bottom one foot L. Then we want to do the right side. So this is arm R. or this is leg R then foot R okay so this is where you actually get the uh, the mesh to be controlled by the armature so we want to click the mesh first and it'll be like this light orange outline then we want to hold shift then left click the armature so then the armature should have the light orange outline and then your mesh should have a dark orange outline. So then you want to do control P and then you want to go down here to amateur deform. Then you want to say with automatic weights and click that. So what that's going to do is it's going to come over here and create these vertex groups. And you can see here, these vertex groups are going to have the same names as those bones I was talking about earlier. So that's why it's really important to rename your bones. It's also important just because when you pull this into Unity or whatever game de development environment, then you can see those names of the bone in your game development environment. So now what you should be able to do is click your armature, then where it says object mode, go into pose mode. Then you should be able to click one of these bones. And I just press R to rotate so you can rotate you can also translate too but it's kind of parented so you can't move it too far away you can also like move that guy so you can like move his head forward and backwards and things like that you can move his legs however you want to so that's a very simple mesh with a very simple armature but i mean for a simple game this this will do pretty good right here Um, so usually that does good enough and I'll also say this is an armature for a humanoid character now if you're doing I've done a few animals like kitty and pelicans and things like that so obviously a cat's going to have a tail so you're, you want to extrude from the bottom of the body a tail out usually I do two bones for that or like the pelican game that I did I did two uh, bones for the top and bottom of the of the beak so he could open and close his beak so yeah so for weight painting we want to 
I'll just go ahead and click A for all of uh, the transform bones, and we're going to clear transform. So that's a neat trick. You can always go to clear transform, and they'll put them back in that T pose, the default pose right there for you. So we want to click on the mesh, left, get out of, go back to object mode, then click on the mesh, and then go down to weight paint. So if any if any of the bones don't correctly control the part of the mesh that it should, you can go always go into the weight, this weight paint mode. But this is kind of tricky because to select any of the bones in the weight paint mode, you actually have to click on these vertex groups. So like there's the head. I clicked on head, and then the head turn. You can see the head turn red right there. So what red means is that these faces, these points in the mesh are highly like influenced or controlled by the head bone. You can see yeah, so it goes red to red to yellow to green to blue. So yellow is kind of like a little bit controlled and blue means it's not controlled at all. So if I get, click on leg L, you can see that one's a little bit controlled. Those points are a little bit controlled. Um, you can go to foot and you can see the influence that has on there. But if anything's not controlled correctly, then you can always go and set the weight. Weight means weight one means very influenced, most influenced, and zero means not influenced at all. You can change the radius of your drawing uh, brush and also the strength. So if I wanted like the head, so I'd click on head. If I want the head to control the right arm, then I could. Uh, go in here and you can also select whether you want to paint by vertexes vertices or faces I think vertexes are usually a little bit better so you just click on that and you can see all the little white vertexes popping up so you can see here you can like get right on these vertexes vertices it's like if you need to make it more influenced just whatever bone that you have selected over here in the vertex group like there's one, I really messed that one up. So then you can go back into pose mode. So you go back into object mode first and click your armature. Then you go into pose mode. And you can move that around. You can see here, I kind of got the influence messed up right there. So there's two different ways you can weight paint this guy. So you can use the brush and like if I want to uh, turn these faces down for the head bone. You just uh, select those nodes, those vertices, and you can just start painting over all that. So these will be less influenced by the head bone. Or you can go back and do an Alt-A to unselect these vertices and do a B and drag your box. Or you can do Control. Well control right click and select them that way make sure you have your weight selected here so if I want to turn it down to zero turn that down to zero then go to set weight and then I'll turn those all to weight zero if I want to turn them back up turn your weight back up to one then set weight and then I'll turn them all back to red yeah so I'll just say that the weight paint tool seems to be a little bit buggy right now this used to work pretty good and earlier versions of blender but for some reason whenever you try to like some places like if i go to the head and i can 
paint the head zero right there so it's all blue that means the head bone doesn't control the head so it seems to work pretty good right there but trying to wait paint the arms doesn't really want to work for some reason so just hope that the automatic parenting works for you uh, might have to do some research to see what's up with the weight painting okay so now i got this guy successfully uh rigged up and everything clicked through all the bones make sure that they're controlled controlling the correct portions of the mesh go back in the object mode then click the armature go into pose mode just make sure that everything's working correctly and click any once you click one of these bones it'll turn light blue and they'll tell you which one that you're controlling right there so you can go into animation right here zoom in on this guy and hold shift and middle mouse button to drag him around so I'm gonna select all the all the uh, all the bones go into pose clear transform all then we'll go back to I actually want to start out, I believe, on frame zero, zero or one. Uh, let's just do one right here. So what you want to do is you want to, so I'm going to do a simple walk animation. First thing, by default, it'll be on this dope sheet. So you want to change that to action editor. Then click new right there to do a new action. So I'm just going to call this walking. And you also want to click this little like police shield badge type icon to make sure it saves. I remember in old versions of Blender, if you didn't click that, then you could possibly lose parts of your animation when you save it. But yeah, just click one of the bones. We're going to do a simple walk animation. Um, so for this, I'm going to have, let's say, the... Let's go back over here. The right arm forward. So you can go into side view and rotate this forward, rotate the top of the arm forward a little bit. And also do an R, Z to rotate on Z axis. Rotate. Then the left arm, we're going to pull it down and maybe to the back a little bit. Then when the right arm's forward, we want the left leg to go forward so we're going to do a R and X so we're only going to rotate on X then the other leg we're going to rotate X and backwards then the bottom part of the leg we can rotate X again pull that back a little bit more so what we want to do is press A to select all bones in this so the wall turn light blue and here's a nice trick you can go to keying down here in the bottom where it has these two little click keys you want to click in there and you're going to do lock rot and here's which means whenever you press the i button and make sure you have your mouse in this area with your armature when you press i so i can press i right there then it's going to create a keyframe for all those bones right there next thing we want to do is go to the end of our animation let's say Let's set the end of our animation to 30 in the lower left-hand corner there where it says end. So do one of two things. Probably the easiest thing is to do is in your timeline, just go over to frame 30 and press I. So that'll make a complete loop of the animation. If you don't want to do that, I'll just do Control-Z to undo that. You can click this 
top keyframe right here. Yeah, left click that top keyframe, then do a Shift D. Then you can pull that duplicate of the keyframe all the way out there. So that's going to ensure that our walk animation leaps correctly. So the, the beginning frame is the same as the end frame. So here's a neat little trick you can do in Blender. So we want to do an Alt-A to unselect all the bones. Then we want to select both, all four of the arm bones and all four of the leg bones. Then we go to, want to go to Pose. Oh, make sure you go into the middle first. Go to the middle frame. Then go to Pose. Then copy pose with those four bones selected then what we want to do is go pose and paste pose flipped so that's basically going to take the left bones and make them the right bone in the position of the right bones and bones that are in the right in the right bone positions move that over to the left bones so once those are flipped we're going to press i to add another keyframe and what i think i'll do is just make the head bob a little bit so i'm gonna do an r and an x then I just want to do an I to insert a keyframe just for the head. So then we want to play it. So yeah, and there he goes walking. It's not the greatest walk animation, but it's simple and it'll do the job for Game Jam or whatever you're doing. Or if you, like I said earlier, if you have a bunch of, of small units in a game, this would work pretty good for a simple walk animation. And then let's see it rendered right there. By the way, what I usually do is delete the camera and the light source when I create a new Unity project. Because whenever you drag that, when you export, if you just pull your blend file into Unity, then it's going to try to import the light and camera as well. Uh, you can't always export it, and I'll talk about the format, different formats here in a little bit. But uh, you can, in the export process, tell it to only um, export the mesh and, and, and the armature and not anything. But it's easier if you just get rid of the light source to begin with. Then you don't even have to worry about it. So now we want to do, let's stop this guy by pressing the pause button. Now we want to do another animation so you just uh, click here a new action so we will call this standing then we'll click that little shield icon so now we should have an F next to walking and an F next to standing so click on standing select all the bones select all the keyframes by pressing A with your mouse button mouse hovered over the action editor then we're going to press X to delete all the keyframes we're going to move this back to one, and then we're going to do the same pose, transform, clear transform all. So I'm going to move his arms down a little bit, like that. Select all the bones by pressing A, then press I. And we're going to go to frame 30, press I. Then go to 15. Then here, what we want to do, I'm just going to pull his arms down a little bit more. Then rotate X 
down a little bit and can actually select those two bones. Let's see here. Paste, paste. paste. So that's so if you do the paste post flipped with only two bones selected, then I'll apply it to the other side. And that's where it's important to have that L and the R at the end, I believe. Let's play this animation. Oh, messed it up. Oh, I didn't enter. I didn't press the keyframe. So let's go back. Copy those. Pose. Copy. Pose. Paste. Pose. Flip. Rotate X. Oops. This is more like bowing right here. So make sure you got your mouse there. Select all the bones. Press I. Insert that keyframe. That's just him kind of standing and posing there. So, yeah, so you want to make sure when you do all that, you got the right name there. So, sometimes it flips on you. Sometimes it's better just to name it after you do the animation because you'll end up with this 001, which isn't good. You can try to delete that, but sometimes it never does really want to delete this, this one. I call that standing. So now we got a standing and flip that to walking and go back to standing. Yeah, so that's our character rig right there. Save this as say it character four A. Yeah, so this is basically just what I did here. Set the arm and leg bones to desired positions. There's uh some articles out on the internet about walk cycles that I recommend checking out. Um, yeah, so this is basically everything that I did flipping. So now we want to take this model and import it into Unity. Um, there's two different ways you can do this. You can either drag the dot blend file into Unity or export it to FBX first. Now if you drag the Unity .blend file into Unity, then it's going to implicitly, behind the scenes, convert it to FBX, which used to work really good, but seems like it's a little bit wonky now. Seems like it doesn't get the animation, all the animation data correctly all the time if you don't export to FBX. So it's pretty simple. You just take this guy, go File, Export, into FBX, and let's just call it yeah, Character 4 A FBX, and like over here, this is where you can just say, hey, I only want the mesh and hold shift and click armature. And most of this stuff for Unity you don't have to worry about. Like you can unclick add leaf bones. I know this is really important in Unreal. You gotta turn this to face smoothing right there. So then you just click export FBX. So I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, got my new scene here. Let's go ahead and add a uh, Plane. Hmm. Let's move our camera up a little bit. Right there. Go into scene mode. So I usually just create a new folder called models. So actually already had one called models in there and go to your blender file 
uh, that was character for a dot. So I can just take the dot blend file and drop it in right there. Then it'll automatically import it for me. So the trick is I can drag this guy right there. Rotate him. Like that, but he's not animated. I always like going in to rendering lighting. I'm not crazy about the default lighting in Unity now. So you can go to environmental lighting source and change that to color. Make it a little bit lighter. Kind of like that cartoony look. I don't like the dark and dreary look. So there he is right there. Um... But let's go ahead and delete them. Then double click our model. Oops. So if you double click them, it'll actually open up Blender, which is kind of weird. But it doesn't have the uh, texture. I think you can actually like pack in the texture. I think that's under UV editing. Image. Pack. I think Pack does it, but I'm, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. File, export, FBX, character for a. You go ahead and save. So now if I delete that guy, then I drag in character for a dot blend. Then, yeah, it still has the texture there. But if I double click on them, yeah, so now it kept the texture in there with that. So, what we want to do is click on rig and go to legacy animation, press apply, go to animation. Oh, so this was the problem with the blend file. The blend file doesn't want to. So, in older versions of Unity and Blender, this used to work, but it doesn't anymore for some reason. I don't know why. So, I think now you have to export to FBX. That breaks a lot of my older games, because I just used the blend file. So, pull the guy in. Typically, I'd want to have like an empty game object called like character or player just call them player which that's where I'd put the uh, capsule collider and all that good stuff I don't like putting game logic on the actual model if I don't have to so yeah now let's go so you can see it actually has the, the animations right there I don't even have to change it the legacy. See standing, see if it'll play. Yeah, it's actually playing there. Walking as well. But the one thing you want to do is go to uh, well if you use the legacy you actually have to put loop on there, loop mode. Let's see if this works. I want to drag my character on the player right there. So let's take the player
rotate the player around. So then you can go to character, go to player, character. See if we can add an animation. So animation, we're going to have a standing and animations, we're going to have two standing and walking. So there he is standing. Then we can change the default animation to walking. There he is walking right there. So I actually have a uh, an example. If I go into scenes, sample scene. Now let's not save that one. Is that it? No, demo one. Is that it? Yeah. So in this demo, he's going to stand for two seconds, and then walk for two seconds, and then go back to standing. So this is similar to what I just did, but I just created a player script. And it's pretty simple. I just have a countdown, a max countdown, a boolean, is he walking? And then I create a public game object reference to the model. So that way, on my player, where I had the logic and everything, I drag that reference to the character, the model, into here so I have a reference to it. That way I don't have to do the transform game object find or anything. So I'm going to set the max countdown to two seconds. Then I'm going to set the countdown to the max countdown. Set is walking to false. So then on update, I'm going to subtract the countdown by time delta time. Then if the countdown is less than zero, then I'm going to change the animation from walking to standing or standing to walking. Then I'll just reset that max countdown by adding the max countdown to it. Then I'll change animation. I'm just going to flip that bull is walking boolean. And then if he's walking, then I'm going to get the animation component and say play. And then... Uh, the actual animation is called armature walking for walking and then armature pipe standing for standing. So one thing you can do is you can go into the model and where it says armature standing and armature walking, you can actually uh, go down here and rename these and take out that armature pipe at the beginning, make it a little bit easier to to uh, work with there, not a little bit less to type and everything. But yeah, this is what I was using the legacy animation. And in that case, that's where you got to set the wrap mode to loop and then press apply, get that to work. Oh, and by the way, if you do make changes to your model and you already have your model uh, as a child to your player uh, game object, then you may have to add that new model, re-add that under your your player game object. Because when I've worked with this in the past, it seems like sometimes 
changing the model won't change that instance that's been created for right there. And oh, by the way, like in that last model that I had, it has a default. Um, see here, models. It has a default texture that comes applied to it, so you may have to go into the mesh and then import that texture and pull that new texture onto your mesh. And the one thing about that is if you pull that texture, so you just pull the UV texture uh, into a textures folder in Unity, and then when you drag that on your on your guy here, then that gives you a lot of options now to change that texture. Like if I want to tint him red or green or or whatever, or if I want to have a normal map or I want him to emit have an emissions color, or if I want him to like glow in the dark, I could actually pick that player texture right there. So now when I go into lighting, this guy's going to glow in the dark. I'm, I think renderer lighting. So do I have a directional directional light? No. So I can go into environment, then the ambient color, and pull this down. So this guy's going to glow. I guess I did have a yeah. There's directional light, so I'm gonna disable directional light. So yeah, now this guy glows in the dark. So that's one advantage of putting your own Unity material, creating a new Unity material for your animated character instead of just using the default material that that Unity brings in there for it. You have a lot more control on what you can do for it. Yeah, it's already talked about this. This is where I said, yeah, pulling that new texture if needed. And like I said earlier, it's better if you put all your game logic on a player, empty player game object. And also, if I was going to uh, control this guy, let's go back, enable the directional light. So what I would do here is I would take my player and add component, then capsule collider. And yeah, let's ignore this other guy. So we're working with this guy right here. So now the player, the capsule collider is now on the player. And what I'd want to do is pull that center up right there and make it two units tall. So that's the capsule collider for my character right there. So that way it doesn't have anything to do with the model. Now, the one downside to this is if you want to use a mesh collider, then that. You really can't do a mesh collider like let's disable this because I think by default Unity uh, rotates it on the X by negative 90. So let's see what this does. Mesh collider and want the mesh to be uh, mesh player. See if that works. Now let's get rid of the capsule collider. Yeah, so it's going to, the scaling's wrong and it's rotated wrong. So a lot of times if you're doing a mesh collider, you actually have to do that on the actual imported mesh right there.
I still don't see it. Yeah, I think there's some weird scaling going on right there. But typically I just use a capsule collider. And I don't worry about the mesh collider. Unless you're doing like a maze or something like that where you do the whole maze in Blender, then you want to bring that mesh collider in for your maze. So the, so your, your game actors or your critters or whatever won't walk through the walls. So it can get kind of tricky doing that. So we already talked about making a second animation in Blender. Just delete all the keyframes. Um, clear your transform. Add a head bob in the middle. And you should be able to switch. But I guess I had this f slide out of place. I guess I've, uh, I originally thought I'd do the walking animation, import that in Blender, then come back and do the standing animation. But I, I went ahead in this example and did both the standing and walking animations at the same time. And this is that code that I just talked about earlier uh, for switching between walking and standing. Now, in a real game, what you want to do is figure out like the velocity of your character, how fast your character is walking. If it falls below a cer certain threshold, then go to the standing animation. And then once you start walking again, once you start moving again, then go into the walking animation. Now, here's one downside to the method that I, I'm using is that you got this instant jerk from the standing pose going into the walking pose. And then, then whenever you stop, it instantly jerks back into the standing pose. So I'm, I'll just say I'm not an expert at animation. There are, there's like IKs for like, uh, moving bo leg bones and ma making it so you can step on stairs correctly and all that. And that's way above my skill level for animation. So I'm just doing very simple animations right here. So Godot is another game in development environment similar to uh, Unity, which is free, no restrictions. <clears throat> but some people may think it's a little bit more difficult to use. But yeah, I've got two of these guys that I imported. Um, what I found out is you got to once. You can pull your characters, your uh, FBX files in to this file system tree right here. So you can just, uh, so I have like a character, my final one is character 8, that I convert to FBX and you just take that and you should be able to just drop it in. But I think I already had a character 8 in here, character 8 FBX. And what you want to do is click on this little, looks like a little director's, uh, I don't know what you call that thing. The thing they slap together when they're making the movie, <laughs> uh, whatever that thing's called. Then you go into animation player and this will have your two animations. See, I renamed that armature to root. And that's very important in Unreal Engine, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But the important thing here is whenever you click, click play, it'll only do one loop of your animation. So if I click on this and go to walking and press play, it'll only do one leap. So you got to click this little 
Looks like a refresh, two arrows going in circles. So once you press that, then it will keep looping like that. Then another important thing is, so if I go ahead and play, say so don't save this. So if I press play, so the guy on the, okay, so neither one, it only loops once. I guess I haven't figured that one out yet. So the guy on the right will loop once, play once, and the guy on the left side is not moving at all. So what I had to do on that second character is click that little movie director thing, then go into animation player and add a script. Then at the very top where it says funk ready, you got to call play, and then you pass in the name of the animation, which is root walking, root pipe walking. Um, I'll just have to figure out how to keep it looping. I would think that when you go into the animation player and you click that thing to make it loop right there, I would think that would fix it, but apparently not. Some of these things it kind of complains about, like I can't save save that animation player right there, so I'm not a Gudo expert. Um, one thing that I think I had to do is I pulled in that FBX and I had to create like a new instance. See, let's delete character eight right there. So let's pull in character eight FBX right there. So, and you can move this guy. Mm. Kind of hard to click. Yeah, you can click on this trans. So this is a lot like Unity. It's just you have to. You have to expand transform. Where in Unity, transform is always usually um, expanded for you. But you can click on this guy, character eight. Then you can click on the. Uh, that's where you click on the little movie director thing. Then you can say make a new inherited object. <clears throat> then here you can go in, click on this guy, and you can assign the skin and a material. So I think what I have to do is create a new um, spatial material, I think. Or a new shader material. Can't remember which one. Geometry face visual. I always forget which one's the right one. Oh, or you can just click load, then find your material, player material, then you can assign the material to the character that way. And just click on animate. You got to click on that animation player, then click play. But yeah, sometimes it won't let you save that right there. Let's just do a new one, new project. Browse. Create animation demo. Animation demo create. And you can pick between OpenGL ES3 and OpenGL ES2. Let's do OpenGL ES3. 
So yeah, let's try this again. Character rate FBX, drop it in. There he is right there. Yeah, so this is where it gets weird. So you can create a new inherited right there. Then you click on this. The material on a new shader material. Load. So now what you want to do is drop in your player texture. Load. See, it doesn't. You got to create a material. So I can use this material, material. Go to Albedo, Texture, Load, then select your PNG, then click your character, Load. Yeah, it just didn't update the preview, but now we got the texture right there. So that's how you apply the texture. I'm not sure why. Okay, so Material, Material finally updated. Right there. Oh, you got to remember to add a camera. Whenever you create a scene in Godot, then loop your animation. Then you can add that script to call play. So yeah, here's a uh, project that I had in Unreal Engine. So I went ahead and had this guy where I pulled him in. And if I press play, he should walk. I'm using the default game project, so it already has like where I can move the camera around and everything like that. So I'm gonna create a new level. No. I wanna create a new game project. Just have the blank one. My project too. Okay, that sounds good to me. But yeah, there's a couple of things that you got to watch out for. Like I said earlier, you got to use the face smoothing on the geometry option when you export your FBX. Uncheck add leaf nodes. And by the way, it only wants one root bone in your project. So file open character seven blend so when you create it if you create your armature like i did okay let me delete all this yeah none real you have to uh, go to your light sources and uncheck or click those change those to movable fix the light source but yeah I mean, it's similar to the other environments. Now, you can't pull a blend file in, but you can pull a FBX. And you want to make sure you have import animations checked and import. But this is the one that I didn't have right. So it'll give you an output message that says multiple roots are found in the bone hierarchy. 
So to fix that, and I have this on the slide, um, go into edit mode for your armature and select any bones that are not connected to the root, which is your main body, such as your leg bones. Then select the root bone, which is the body in this case, and do control P. And here's a post that kind of gives a little bit more detail about that. So let's go in here, go into edit mode, and click your two legs. So you can see in your armature here, your left leg and your right leg are at the same level as your body. So click the two legs, then click the body. So your two leg bones should be orange and your body should be yellow. Then do a control P and then do keep offset. So that will put your, your, your leg bones below your body in the hierarchy. So let's just do a file, export, FBX. Call this character 7A. And like I said earlier, in geometry, it'll be default, it'll be normals only, so you want to change that to face. Then under armature, you want to unselect add leaf bones. Then I think in bake animation, you, I think you might want to uncheck NLA scripts. That's character 7A. Go back over to Unreal. 7A.FBX. Then import. So this will still have, this will still have a problem. And it took me a couple of hours to find like the right bit of information to fix this. So when I pull in my walking armature, it it, it doesn't show anything. So I was like, what in the world is going on here? How do I associate my armature with the mesh here? So it's the stupidest thing. It's like you go into armature here. And you rename the armature root. Oh, it may be up here, this armature here. Rename armature root right there. File, export, FBX. Okay, so there it is. So it's just this one value. It's at the very top one where it says armature in orange. You want to change that to root. And then you should see your character in the correct pose right there. So yeah, now we, we, now we can see him walking. But yeah, it's... You can also like double click the skeleton there's like some additional tools like here you can see all the bones then you can go into animation and see them like standing or select the walking and you can click the bones and you can see how the bones are moving right there which is pretty cool got all the details of the asset and everything right there now what I don't know is how you actually based on game logic or code go in and swap the animations like I did in Unity. So that's something, I think you can do that in Blueprints or C++ code. I just don't know how to do that. So I, I'm, 
I've only done a couple of games in Unreal, so I mean it's a great game engine, but there's a lot to it and everything, so um, that's something I really would like to look into. So a little bit about the file formats in Blender. I went through each of the exportable file formats. The one that most everybody uses is FBX, which is Autodesk Filmbox. Now this, what from what I've read, is a proprietary format. I don't know if it's like MP3 or GIF where you're supposed to pay to use it or whatever. But I don't think any. But I don't. I don't. I don't I don't know if anybody's going to come after you if you if you use an FBX in your game cuz it's compiled in any way but I don't I guess technically you're supposed to license this file form if you use this file format. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, so consult your lawyers if you use FBX. But it is the industry standard and you can use that FBX to import into Unity as I've shown Unity um, Udo and Unreal. It is a binary format, so you can't open up the file and look at it and see what it is. OBJ is one that I used a long time ago. Um, I think I used that for the Tetris City game that I made. So basically what I did is I used Blender and I exported all my models into OBJ and that'll give a, uh, a file that you can actually read. I wonder if I have that. Oh, I bet it's on, uh, so yeah, you can go to Tetra City. It's on SourceForge. Playlist. SourceForge. So, profile. Yeah, there it is. Tetra City right there. So, yeah, I got one five-star rating. Yay. Code. And then go into... I put it in Blender. There's the Blender files right here for all the different buildings. Models. Yeah, so these are the different buildings. So here's like r1.obj. So here's an obj file. So it has like a material file, which... Your material stored as an ex external file, the texture data. I believe, or you might be able to put it in binary at the end, maybe. It seems like I've seen somewhere it has material embedded in. But each of these lines with a V is a vertex. And then the VNs are the normals. And this is, I believe these are, this is the face data, I think. The Fs. Then more vertexes, vertices, then normals. Vertexes and normals. Vertices and normals. And I think what I did was I had a file that read objloader.rb. So I wrote this in Ruby back in 2010, 2011. So yeah, so this will yeah open your model file. They'll get each of those lines and based on whether it starts with a V or a VN or an F, it creates an array of values. 
then here, here's where it's loading in all the files. And I believe this is the uh, in the city code, the draw buildings. This is where it takes those loaded arrays, and here's the uh, GL vertex code. This is what actually makes the different faces in the game. I didn't do any texture mapping or anything there. So back to the other format. So, you know, OBJ is a text-based format. It doesn't support animations, so you can't export animations into OBJ. It is supported by Unity. Another popular one is the Collada DAE format. It does support animations. It is text-based, XML, and it is supported by Unity. I actually took each of these formats and imported into, tried to import it into Unity to see if it would work or not. Um, there's another one called Graphics Language Transmission Format, GLTF or GLB. Um, it does support animations, and it's either text-based. GLTF is text-based, and the GLB is binary. It's not supported by Unity. And there's a bunch of other ones, ABC, Al Alembic, USDC, Universal Scene Description. They're both binary, not supported by Unity. Uh, motion Capture BVH. Polygon file formats stand for PLY. Those are both text-based but not supported by Unity. STL is binary. It's not supported by Unity either. And then X3D, Extensible 3D, which is text-based in XML but not supported by Unity. But those are all the different formats that Unity or Blender can export into. Now, one site that I did want to mention is called Mixamo.com, which I believe is uh, an Adobe site. And it's pretty cool because it's got all these different animations that you can use. I think you have to create an Adobe account, but it's got it's actually got characters too. I don't know if all these are free or not, so you want definitely want to check on the licenses. But it's pretty cool. Um, like here's Rumba dancing. So you just click download. Oh, you got to sign in. So yeah, it's got like these previews of these characters right here. And uh, let's do rumba dancing. Download. And you pick what format FBX or Collada. Just do FBX dancing, frames per second, keyframes, and just click download. And it just downloads an FBX right, right into your downloads folder. So I can go here. And let's go back into Unity. It's pretty neat that Windows now has like a standard 3D viewer, which is pretty cool. Animation demo. So here's uh, our guy that we had earlier. But yeah, you can just take that downloaded FBX file. Was he? Rumba dancing FBX. Oh. <laughs> Drop that into our models folder. Our models one. And you pull this guy in. Turn 
turn them around. And I think by default he doesn't do anything. He or she. <laughs> so... We just go to our model. Animation. I think we might have to set it to Legacy. I think if you set it to Legacy, it adds the animation stuff to it. Yeah, so you just set it to Legacy and... There you, oh, but it only loops once, so you want to go in here, go into your animation, go to wrap mode, loop, apply. And then he start. So that's so cool that they have all... Now, you, like I said earlier, check the license information and everything. I don't know if you can just like take that and start using it in your game or, or what. It, it may be, hey, it's only... You can only use this for personal use and if you want to make a game or use this rig in a game you might have to do some extra stuff but I think that's pretty cool let me disable my player so I bet you could just like let's see what else do we have uh, head, header soccer ball download I don't know if there's a limit on how many of these you can download either header soccer ball hmm walk strafe left yeah that one doesn't loop let's get this one too download oh, I guess you can change this with or without skin I guess I gotta click save. These are pretty small files too. So let's go back to Unity. Now I did try to import one of these into Unreal and it didn't work. So there may be something else you gotta do to get it to work in Unreal. Or seems like with Unreal you gotta have your FBX just perfect for it to be happy. So I'm just going to set both of, can I do the, both of these at the same time? Yeah, legacy, apply, give her a soccer ball. Now, I guess that's one thing to be aware of, which animations are looping and which ones aren't. Head soccer ball, legacy, animation. See, this one doesn't have a loop. Rumba Dancer Loop. Legacy Apply. Animation Loop. Apply. Rig Legacy. See, this one doesn't have a loop. We'll see what it does. Rotate these guys. See what it does. Yeah, that other guy doesn't want to move. And that kind of just, that other guy kind of just snaps back into place. But yeah, it is pretty cool that that's free to use right there. At least for personal use. It'd be nice if this guy leaped back into the starting position. 
As always, check out Blender.com where you can actually download Blender. Unity.com. For Unity, go.godot, engine.org for Godot, and unrealengine.com for Unreal. Um, I'll just mention some of the things that I've been working on. So, you can find, I got a new game called Disconnect. It's kind of like a popular disc dropping game, but I got, it doesn't have leaderboards. But, uh, it's got a lot of different options here. Basically, you try to get four discs in a row, and you play against the computer, which, it doesn't have the best computer AI in the world, but it does try to block you from winning if you get close to a win. And it does try to connect four in a row vertically. But yeah, you get four in a row and you win. I added some like Easter eggs where you can like click on the picture and it'll make different sounds and things like that. But you can't quit. It's like if I want seven rows and eleven columns and I only want th uh, four to win, I can make both players AI. I can select the different colors for the disc. So I make it green and purple start. Uh, I guess I did both human control players here. So if you unclick these, it'll be a uh, AI game. So yeah, you can have a complete AI controlled game right there. Which I think is pretty cool. I did do some research into like the perfect. So I'll go ahead and say this is based on Connect Four, um, not exactly the same, but based on that game. But there is like a, an algorithm for a perfect Connect Four impossible to beat game, and there is actually like C plus plus code or C code for that. I tried to re-implement that in C sharp, but I just haven't had the time to, to do all that yet. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for January 2021. Can't believe we made it to 2021. I hope everyone has a great 2021. Hope everyone had a great new year. And hopefully we'll have a lot more game design presentations, a lot more, many more games created in 2021. So until next time, thanks everyone for listening and watching. <laughs>